Hello everyone, my name is Adelia Volkanov and I'm here with my friend and co-host Colin Bones. This is episode 66 of Ron and Hermione Minus a Romance and we will be diving into chapters 4, 5, and 6 from Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Last episode, <laughs> Colin won trivia and we'll give you the question of the day after a few disclaimers. <laughs> We'd like to first and foremost disclaim that we on Ron and Hermione Minus the Romance do not agree with or support J.K. Rowling's bigotry and prejudice in any way. We do not tolerate hatred of any kind and wish to create an open, safe environment on our podcast. Everyone is welcome and encouraged to listen here. This is your major spoiler warning. If you do not wish to hear anything beyond this point in the Harry Potter books discussed, this is not the podcast for you. We will be discussing and heavily referencing all media in the Harry Potter magical universe in every episode, so if this is your first encounter with the Harry Potter world, you have been forewarned. Now, if you're still here, enjoy the show! question of the day is of course what would you buy from Weasley's wizard we wait is yes. that what it's called am I yeah is I think it? actually I think <laughs> why do we not know anything about this <laughs> Harry Potter oh Weasley's wizard wheezes Ooh. I don't know I feel like I would be partial to the pygmy puffs. They look really cute. I feel like I'd be worried about. I was gonna say the same thing. Like, what do they eat? But I was gonna say I don't know how Fred and George got a license to sell like live animals in a shop like full of insane. No idea. Um, I feel like I'm interested in like the like night vision hand. You know, like you throw the powder and everyone's blind, but you can see the hand of glory. I think it's called or something. That's interesting. Um, I don't remember what they had in their special girls' corner of the shop, but I don't remember right. being particularly... The love potion's disturbing. Yeah, that's terrifying. So, definitely I'm not good. that. Yeah, no thanks. I've never been that desperate, um, to be <laughs> completely honest. You know what'd be interesting, though? Like, what if you just gave yourself love potion? What would that do, do you Yeah, think? I... I feel like that stuff... I guess, no, I guess it just makes you fall in love with the first person you see. I don't know, because I feel like that stuff, the way that it's written, is really strong. So, I feel like it scares me a little. Yeah, no. And, like, when when does it wear off, exactly? I have no idea. Because I believe, like, Voldemort's mom, right? She gave him several doses over the years. Maybe it's like a month? So... I don't know. That's a crazy. How long was... Oh, no. That ended quickly. I was going to say, how long was Ron super into that girl? But then I forgot that he got an antidote. They had an antidote. Yeah. yeah. He got also poisoned, died, yeah. So. Yeah. It's coming Woo-hoo. soon to a theater near you. Don't know what chapter that is. Neither so let's get into it. Oh, right. I'm taking plot notes. Okay. You're taking plot and notes. And I actually did them. That would be a really horrible like thing to find out that I forgot. Um, I didn't. Anyways, um, okay, chapter four, Horace Slughorn. Harry is feeling a little awkward about his casual stroll with Dumbledore, even though he's been obsessing about it for the past few days. Harry and Dumbledore get to the end of the street, and then Harry experiences his first 
side-along apparition. It's safe to say he does not enjoy it. Then, they take yep. another little walk where Dumbledore asks Harry if his scar has been hurting. Harry says no, and, they he- and that he thought it would be since they're in a little war. Dumbledore brags about how he <laughs> knew it wouldn't because it seems like Voldemort is using occlumency against Harry. Harry finally asks what we've all been wondering. Where the hell are they? Dumbledore says they are persuading an old colleague to come join Hogwarts and teach again. Dumbledore reminds Harry that he hasn't asked a security question, like the fun little leaflet he got said, and I seriously think that Harry could have been killed a hundred times just for being an idiot. Um, they get to the house they're supposed to be yeah. at. Like, the, not did not even cross his mind to make sure that that was a real Dumbledore. Not once. Yeah, for real. <laughs> they get to the house they're supposed to be at and notice that it seems to have been broken into. They walk into a completely destroyed house. Dumbledore is convinced that the person who they're looking for... So... Yes. Was Slughorn just planning to, like, stay as a chair for however long? Like, isn't that a little boring? <laughs> like, was he just gonna... How long... What was the plan here? Like, do you think he saw people coming and so he did this in like a quick whim or has he been a chair for some time now so he says that he knew that they were coming because some kind of alarm he set up went off and he pulled that together in a couple seconds that's kind of crazy a bit impressive but like my question is where was this alarm because when they walked up to the house they could already tell that something was weird (laughs) so it's like also yeah yeah um how could you have the like power to destroy this entire house out of this whole thing, turn yourself into a chair, <laughs> and yet you still have your shoes sticking out from under the chair? You know what I mean? Like, some kind of precaution. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dumbledore, even though the house is completely... Slughorn's also an idiot, though, because he doesn't know if this is real Dumbledore or Harry at all. (laughs) Um, Dumbledore is convinced, even though this house is completely destroyed and there's blood on the walls, that whoever they're looking for is still there. Suddenly, out of nowhere, he pokes an armchair, which yells at him. The armchair turns into a man. Horace Slughorn! I almost said Slorus Horace Slughorn. Then... Slughorn and Dumbledore clean the house up, which is possibly the only movie scene I really enjoy, and Slughorn sees Harry (laughs) and has a little fangirl moment. He realizes immediately that this is Dumbledore's great plan for convincing him and says no before Dumbledore gets a chance to ask him. Dumbledore spends some time convincing Slughorn, which does not go well at all. Dumbledore leaves to go use the bathroom, leaving Harry and Slughorn alone. Slughorn tells Harry the usual. He looks just like his dad. He has his mom's eyes. Slughorn then tells Harry that Lily was one of his favorite students. He then says a few vaguely offensive and strange things. Um, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Slughorn is such an interesting character. And I'm sad that he kind of just drops off at the end of this book. Like, we only see him a couple more times. It makes me really wish that Deathly Hollows was literally just, like, a book split in half between Harry, Hermione, and Ron's adventures. And then what's going on at the school. Because, I don't know, I think it would be really interesting. Because it feels like we just kind of stop learning about these super interesting characters and what's going on. I know. But, yeah, he is is a character. Um, 
After he says a little, a couple weird things, he shows Harry that all of his old students give him free stuff. Harry inadvertently yep. spends some time convincing Slughorn to come to Hogwarts by talking up all the teacher perks. Dumbledore comes back, and they get ready to leave. They are almost out of the door when Slughorn agrees to come back. After having a little chat about Slughorn and his collection, Harry gets to apparate again. He still hates it. Then, they get to the burrow, and <laughs> Dumbledore asks to talk in a broom shed. Dumbledore tells him he's really proud of how he's handling things, which he clearly has not spent much time with him because he's a mess. <laughs> Harry, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dumbledore tells Harry that while the contents of the prophecy should remain relatively private, it would be good to tell Ron and Hermione, which I can't believe they don't know yet. Um, this is also when True. Dumbledore tells Harry that he wants him to take private lessons with him the coming school year. He also tells Harry he wants him to keep his invisibility cloak on him at all times this year, even in Hogwarts, which... This makes me wonder, does he already know that he's taking Harry to go look for a Horcrux? And that's why he's doing that, in case at, like, a moment's notice, like... Or, like, I wonder, like, what exactly the no, motivation for that is. I think is. it's just dangerous. Yeah. I don't know. If Death Eaters invade the school at any given moment for whatever reason, yeah. they can't find Harry. Like, that's the worst thing that Maybe can happen. Maybe he's thinking ahead to, like, because he knows the plan about um, Draco... So maybe he's, like, planning mm -hmm. ahead for, like, the inevitable, like, Death Eaters, like, showing up at the school. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the end of Chapter 4. So now it's time for Chapter 5, An Excess of Phlegm. Possibly the meanest nickname I have ever heard. Um, I don't say... You know what? I think you just now sparked something what? in me. I've never known how to say that. What and I've... Every time I've read this, I've said Phlegum. Phlegum? Yes, I've just assumed that her name was Phlegum, and I didn't really get it. <laughs> I get it now. Like, phlegm, floor, I, I, I see the... I didn't really understand where she was getting Phlegum from. That is so funny. That's just about as good as me <laughs> not knowing that trainers were shoes. So. <laughs> okay. Harry and Dumbledore get to the burrow and see that Tox is there, too. She is really depressed and currently has brown hair. She leaves the second that Harry and Dumbledore get there, and Dumbledore leaves also and leaves Harry with Mrs. Weasley. Mrs. Weasley makes Harry some onion soup, which sounds disgusting, but he seems to be enjoying it. <laughs> I hate, <laughs> I hate soup. onions. <laughs> I can't believe you hate soup. Those two. Yeah, it's crazy. I, hate soup. I really like tomato soup. Sorry, soup lovers. <laughs> Mrs. Weasley talks about how Slughorn was her teacher and how Arthur recently got a promotion. He's now confiscating counterfeit spells and other fun things like that. Then Arthur gets yep. home and makes Mrs. Weasley say their safety question, which is so embarrassing. I, yeah, because their safety question is what is, <laughs> what nickname does Arthur like to call Molly when they're alone? And the answer is yeah, Molly creepy. Wobbles. So. Okay, but like, when they're alone, is that insinuating that it's like a sexy thing? Like, oh yeah, come on over here, Molly <laughs> Wobbles. Like, I'm gonna assume yes, that's... or is it just too embarrassing to say in front of their kids? I don't know. That's just like a really weird. I feel thing. like typically when adults or like people in books say things like, when we're alone. 
Uh, it's usually sexual. Right. So, I think I'd be a, actually a little upset if someone called me Colin Wobbles. <laughs> like, I think that sounds a bit offensive, I would be actually. really It sounds upset like you're calling too. me something. Yeah. yeah. I would be yeah. like... Well, first of all, I just am someone who hates pet names. And I'm not really into nicknames because the name that I... The real name that I go by is a nickname. Like, I just... I've had a nickname yes. since birth. So, it's like, I don't really get cute nicknames and I hate pet names I think most of them are gross so I if someone pulled that out right off the bat <laughs> I would be really upset so yeah yeah anyways um yeah embarrassing Harry goes to bed in Fred and George's old room which is full of boxes of I'm sure highly illegal things in the morning Harry is woken up by Ron <laughs> punching him in excitement um suddenly Fleur, you know how it is. <laughs> Suddenly, Fleur Delacour shows up with Harry's breakfast. This is when she reveals that next summer she is going to be marrying Bill. Mrs. Weasley is also a hypocrite because she's like all upset that they're getting married really quickly, but she and Mr. Weasley got married super quickly too. But then she says it's okay because they were made for each other, and I actually think that's kind of cute, but eh. yeah. Yeah. She's wrong yeah. to, like, be a hypocrite, but, like, I think it's cute that she's saying that, like, she and Mr. Weasley are, like, soulmates. Yes. Like, that's fun, but, like, leave Fleur alone. Jesus. It seems like Bill and Fleur are soulmates, yeah. too, though. I don't know. We learned that at the end of the book, that they kind of work yeah. together. So. Um, everyone argues about whether their hate for Fleur is justified or not, and how Percy still hasn't come back to the family, and Dumbledore is giving Harry private lessons when Hermione picks up a mysterious telescope, which then punches her in the face. Why? That is, like, <laughs> so... Because it gives her, like, a black that eye. Like, that's, like, a... That... <laughs> it's a little more dangerous than they're setting it out to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why aren't they bringing that into the battle of the Department of Mysteries? Can you imagine if you whip that out? <laughs> I just think it's... Here, take this telescope! <laughs> and then they just, like, blinded for the rest of the... I just think it's hilarious that Hermione, of all people, was looking through boxes in Fred and George's old room. She had to know. There were all kinds of, like... Well, this is, like, non-wizard speak, but, like, non-FDA-approved things in there. Like, why would she pick up a telescope and squeeze it while it was pointing at her face? Like, <laughs> I just think that's so funny. Anyways, then Harry tells Ron and Hermione about the real meaning of the prophecy. Harry then tells Hermione that owls are coming out that day because Dumbledore told him, and she runs away. Hermione spends some time freaking out about her scores and her new black eye, and everyone ignores Fleur um, while she talks about how Hogwarts does things wrong. Then, the owls show yes. up. I... I can't believe that troll is a real grade. <laughs> like, I can't believe it. Um, yeah. Basically, everyone does pretty well. I actually kind of love the fact that Hermione didn't get all O's, especially because the exceeding expectations wasn't Defense Against the Dark Arts. Like, yes. I think it would have been predictable for her to get all outstanding, she's outstanding, but, like, if, if there was ever a subject for her to get exceed expectations on it would be defense against the dark arts and i really like that like i really like that they added that in i i bet it eats away at oh her i'm though. sure it but does also, to me like, too it feels a little like it it kills me to like look at it everything outstanding and then one not 
Like, it would kill me, too. Yeah. But, like, I really like that they added that. And, of course, Molly has to throw in a comment that's, like... Fred and George. Seven owls. That's more than Fred and George put together, you know? I hate, I hate that she does that. She, like, they're literally running, like, yeah. a hugely successful business, and she's still mad about letter grades. Yes. Yeah. Um, I really kind of wonder what Hermione's exam was like, and I'm almost completely certain that she got points off in the practical exam and not the theory, because we all know that she can sit down and write facts all day long. So it's like, I'm sure that she got points yeah. off in her practical exam, and I kind of wonder what those were. Like, I kind of wonder, like, what happened in there. Like, I don't think that anything bad happened. I just think, like, I uh-huh. don't know, I kind of just wonder. Um, yeah, so that's chapter five. And now chapter six. Well, Harry can't, is upset he can't become Nora. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so he gets and exceeds expectations and potions, and Snape has already said that he won't take students who got less than an outstanding. So, because he can't take potions, um, he can't be an Auror, which is kind of sad. Like, yeah, he's very yeah. upset. Um, but yeah, chapter six, mm-hmm. Draco's detour. Harry spends the- Oh my gosh. Thank you for reminding me. We need to add another Malfoy attack count that I we forgot to oh. mention. Last book at the end. We even talked about it. We talked about them all getting ganged up on. Yeah, by the and turned into slugs. Dumbledore's army, but we never added a Malfoy attack count. Do you keep a running so, count somewhere? <laughs> That's yes, so funny. I do. Hold on. Um. We haven't had one in so long. So it just felt right. I don't even know. So many people hit him, <laughs> but I think it was Harry, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean. So I don't even know who to mark it as. Yeah, probably just say Harry because there were so many people. I honestly, there were so many people at once. That's why they turned into slugs, like because there were so many yes. different curses. <laughs> so we're now at a total of Woo-hoo! ten. Of attacks on Going Draco. Going in with so. a nice even ten at the start of book six. Yes. <laughs> All right. Chapter okay. six. Draco's it. detour. Harry spends the rest of the summer having fun with the Weasleys, except every day they find out that more people are dead. Florian Fortescue, Igor Karkaroff, yep. and Ollivander, allegedly. The day after Harry's 16th birthday, the book lists come, and he finds out he has been made Quidditch captain. When they go to Diagon Alley to get their stuff, they get fun ministry cards because Harry gets special security. And Hagrid is there as their extra security. Then they all separate and Hagrid takes Harry, Ron, and Hermione to get new robes. And surprise, Malfoy's there being mean to his mom. It is hilarious (laughs) to me that Harry is yelling at a grown woman, that woman being Narcissa, in the middle of a dress shop. Yeah. Anyways, after they argue a little bit, Narcissa and Malfoy leave. They hit a few more shops when they, well, that they, being Harry and the rest of them, hit a few more shops when they see Fred and George's shop, which is the only place in Diagon Alley that is not completely dead. I wonder if Mrs. Weasley ever apologized and admitted that she wasn't supportive and that she was wrong when she saw that their whole place was packed, even when no one was going to Diagon Alley. No. Probably not. No. Um, they walk through the shop, and Ginny gets a pygmy puff. Then, Harry sees Malfoy out the window and decides to follow him. We need more of that. Yeah. I feel like we did not get enough mention about Ginny's pygmy puff. I don't remember the name. I, Arnold? That better not be one of your trivia questions. It's not my question. Arnold? No. Arnold. Okay. 
Yeah, but I feel like we needed more mention of that. Everyone gets a special little pet that yeah. they constantly talk about. But Arnold the Pygmy Puff gets left out of the I equation. I wonder what their life What's expectancies going on with that? are. Right? Are you trying to say it no, dies? No, I'm trying, like, wondering, like, is it alive in the epilogue? Or is it, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, curious. Like, do they live forever? Like, I don't cats? Know. Or, like... I don't know, but I remember I used to have this one of one Harry Potter book thing that like showed like the diagram of a pygmy puff, and it's actually really just it's kind of gross without all the fur because it's just like a small little like ferret thing, like but its entire body is a is a fur ball basically. But I think that's it's kind of cute, you know. When I went to Universal, the Harry Potter one, I got a pygmy puff, and I still have it. Yes, I have what one color? too. Yeah. I got Same. <laughs> I don't remember what mine's name is anymore. Yeah, no, I don't think I, <laughs> I named it. But. I named mine. I named, I think, every single one of my stuffed animals, and I don't remember any of their names. I, uh, I think I have a blue bear called Bluey, which was pretty clever if you ask me. I but, um, red I remember when I went to... <laughs> I remember when I went to the Wizarding World and bought the Pygmy Pup, they had this whole, like, weird ceremony thing where they, like, rang a bell and, like, called out in the shop and was like, this person here is about to own their very own Pygmy Pup. <laughs> I'm serious, so this happened. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. They're kooky, they're different, they're fun. Wow, yeah. that is so much fun. Anyways, Harry sees Malfoy out the window and has this urge to follow him, which is a horrible idea. Anyways, Harry, Ron, and Hermione get under the cloak and follow Malfoy. They see him going into Borgen and Burke's and pull out the extendable ears to listen. They hear Malfoy talking about needing to fix something and how if Borgen doesn't keep it confidential, he will tell Fenrir Greyback. And this is a note I wrote forever ago. But, like, I think it's interesting how they differentiate between, um, like, good werewolf and bad werewolf being Lupin and Fenrir Greyback. Um, because, obviously, Fenrir is a wolf from Norse mythology, and he was not very nice. And Lupin, <laughs> like, well, he's Remus, comes from, like, the tale of Romulus and Remus, like, the peop- the guys who were raised by wolves. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't think... In Harry Potter, we needed a child predator no, werewolf. not at all. Like I don't, I don't know if it's just me, but I didn't feel that attached to the character. No. Um, but yeah, she definitely. No. Also, I just wish we got more on the werewolves they don't because make any they mentioned that Lupin is like the Lupin goes into like the undercover in like the werewolf community that's now like supporting Voldemort or whatever, and we don't really know what becomes of that. No. But I felt like that was kind of an interesting idea that yeah. they put out yeah. there. But definitely right from the get-go, she sets us up for knowing that Fenrir Greyback is not going to be very nice. Um, yeah, anyways. Then, Malfoy, still in the shop, leaves and says that Borgen better not tell his mom. The trio ponder this, and then Hermione takes things into her own hands and walks into the shop like an idiot. She pretends that she and Malfoy are besties, and she's going to buy him a birthday present and to try and get Borgen to tell her what he bought. He obviously sees right through this and kicks her out immediately. They run back to Fred and George's <laughs> shop and pretend that they've been there the whole time. 
that is the end of chapter yeah. six. Yeah, and that's the end of our yeah. chapters today, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Time for trivia. Therefore, time Yay. for trivia. Would you like to go first? Would I like to go first? I would love to go first. Um, I just want to remind everyone that I'm on a two-episode streak now. This is very unlike me. So, um, who this? I want you to know. I have a lot of Slughorn questions. Same. So yay. We might just have all of the same. I don't know because I took mine about six minutes ago. So. Who's the editor of the Daily Prophet? I don't remember any of their names. I literally only remember the girl on the Quidditch team. Is that, I feel like one of their last names was like Gothic or something weird. Like a G. I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. Barnabas Cuff. I definitely remember reading that. What was she doing? Was she using like a random name generator? Probably. For these? Because she probably did what they we don't did. Sound real. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, Harry Potter name generator. I bet it existed by that yeah. actually. So. Um, yeah. What color and material was Slughorn's best jacket? Also, I might be completely wrong about that. I don't know if even. When did this book come out? This is gonna be really embarrassing if I get this wrong. I don't. I think we're still in the nineties, right? So I don't think this is. Yes. I don't think we exists. are in internet era. I don't remember. <laughs> don't you shoot me. Sound so dumb. Um. Yeah. Um. Did you I ask did, me a question? Yeah. <laughs> what was the question? What color and material was Slughorn's vest jacket? In when they're what? in his house, not his house, the house that he's in. He's wearing a vest jacket? I thought he was wearing pajamas. He's also wearing a vest jacket. Well, I'm assuming it's a shade of green. Or blue, because he's wearing blue pajamas. So... I'm gonna say jade green. Okay, and what material? Uh, yes. velvet. Um, color is wrong though, so. Okay. Um, I don't really want to okay, guess great. again. I don't have a point though. You do have I? like half a point for the velvet. For, for velvet. what? Would I get lose that if I guessed again? Yes. <laughs> Okay, then okay, I'll stop. The color is maroon. It is a maroon velvet okay. vest jacket. What a color combination. <laughs> Your turn. Yeah. Who made Honeydukes? Ambrosius Bloom. Yep. I have that question too. Actually, I wasn't sure. I was a little confused if he was saying that he made Honeydukes yeah. or what, because he of just said. Of Honeydukes. Who knows? So, Anyways, yeah. <laughs> you'll enjoy this. <laughs> Maybe he, like, caused an uproar at Honeydukes or, or something, you know? Or he just there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll like this one. What color and material were Slughorn's pajamas? Uh, blue. Okay, what material? Do I have to be, um, 
material. Well, aren't they striped blue pajamas? Striped so. is not a material. I might just thinking. I know, but I'm just thinking of the movie. Um, what's soft? I don't know, like clothing material. <laughs> so. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say velvet again. So that both of those are wrong. He's just the mom from Mean Girls. In the tracksuit, yeah. It says something on his butt or whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's yeah no, but it says like slutty. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, unfortunately, both of those guesses were wrong. Okay. So you can guess again, but you would lose a point if you got it wrong. Okay, well, okay. not. Um, they were lilac silk pajamas. Silk, that's yeah. a good one. Lilac, so I really just was thinking yes. of the movie the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um... Who did Slughorn introduce Ambrosius Flume to to get their first job? This is probably the one whose last name starts with a G, but I'm not going to remember. I don't know. Ciceron Harkis. Never would have remembered that. Okay. Uh, Arthur Weasley said he was dealing with a blank, blank jinx at work. It could be literally anything. Gobblehead jinx. I don't know. Um, explosive. I don't know. I give up. Okay, great. A nasty backfiring jinx. Okay, awesome. Uh, who's the captain of the Hollyhead Harpies? Murdoch Jones. Yay! Okay. Is that your last one? Oh, no, I have one more. It? Um, I can, I always get confused when we have the same questions. Um, yeah. what did Harry find under the pillow of Fred or George's bed? Uh. This sounds like scary. <laughs> this sounds like a little, like, okay. <laughs> um... I have no idea. A firework? I don't know. No. It was a, or is that your final guess? Okay, it was yes. a puking pestle. I would never <laughs> guess that. Um, what are the side effects of patented daydream charms? Hallucinations? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, no. I don't know. Um, vacant expression and minor drooling. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, I never, I never would have yeah. remembered that in the moment, though. Um, okay, well, I won today 2 to 1.5, so I... <laughs> don't look at me like that. I will awesome. be doing the question of the day next week. Um, thank you all very much for tuning in to this episode of Ron and Hermione Minus a Romance, and be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Ron and Hermione Minus a Romance, or on Twitter at Ron underscore Hermione MTR. Shoot us an email at vulcanoffbones at gmail and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We appreciate you all very much and be sure to tune in next week where we will be covering chapters 7 and 8.
from Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Yay! Bye!